Hey guys, um, this is an early recording for us here, here in Fujojokas. Um, I'm your host, Kirsten, whatever. Um, and um, I'm happy. Um, this is quite. A, I think we've planned this. This this podcast is two years in the making. Um, two years ago, I can't believe it's been two years ago. Crap, or maybe a year ago. I, I can't remember. But the The last time this group's been together, um, we were all suffering from the end of the animation by Kyoto, uh, Kyoto Animation called Free. And um, we were talking about Free, what we liked about it, what we hated about it, characters we love, scenes that we love. And then now that the second season, the unexpected second season is over, um, we're here to talk about what we love about it and what we hate about it. And... All that stuff, but mostly about what we love it about it. So with me today are Nosmo and Irene. Nosmo is the author of Todd Allison and Petunia Violet, and she also continues to draw the shoujo adventures of Rin Matsuoka. So hi, Nosmo. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, Nosmo. These two are like my my podcast regulars. So you guys know who Nosmo is. Um, and then my next guest is Irene. She's a game reviewer and. Game, game reviewer and stuff by day, and she's also writing an epic shoujo novel on Haruka Nanase's <laughs> ongoing quest to get laid with Rin Matsuoka. So, <laughs> hi, Erin. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Yeah. It's like 6 a.m. in Erin's time, and it's like 8 a.m. and something in mine. And then also was enjoying her afternoon tea. So, <laughs> hi, everyone. Um, yeah, so. Did you guys even expect the second season? When we were talking, we were like, we we're just happy. Uh, I'm referring to the old pad podcast. Um, I have the link in this post, and um, all of us were like saying we were completely happy about the first season can end there, etc. So, at some point, were you guys expecting a second season? Irene, Nosmo, uh... Nosmo. Oh, uh, well, I was, like, perfectly okay with, like, the first season. Like, I wasn't really thinking so much about season two because it ended at such a nice place. Mm-hmm. So, but then I felt like in the back of my mind that there was going to be a second season because of the end card. Mm-hmm. See you, the see you but, in the summer. Yeah. yeah. But, like, uh, I didn't really need a second season. But is this is this an opinion happy. after watching it or after watching the first season or after watching the second season? Oh, well, I don't know because like after watching the first season, like I was I wasn't like so much I needed more. But then after watching the second season, now I'm like, how can it end there? I feel more freaked out. <laughs> <now." laughs> so I don't know. I guess. Uh, Second season left me feeling more not satisfied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second season just didn't end in that perfect note that the first is, first season did. Yeah, yeah. for me, perfect, yeah. uh, personally. <laughs> How about you, Erin? Um, Were you expecting the season? Mm, I actually think 
quite the same things as Nosman did about the whole complete thing that the first season it would have been perfect on its own even though I already knew that um, how, how popular it was given how popular it was there was going to be a second season obviously but likewise I kind of think that I wouldn't be satisfied with just the first season mm-hmm. but um because the second one it wasn't such a complete package so that it left things a lot more open-ended in the, in the sense that Obviously, we're going to get some kind of additional material, but it, it wasn't kind of as satisfying in a sort of a complete package kind of way. So it's 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 kind of it's so conflicting because obviously we love this show and we want to see more of it, but I probably would have been happy. Um, I mean, obviously there were a lot of things in the second season that um, made me really happy to see them, but I would have been okay with just the one. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, yeah, I think like you guys, I also expected that there was going to be a second season coming because of the end card. And I'm like, yeah, guys, uh, when they started showing the PV for the second season, and it's like all of these Eternal Summer shit, the posters and all that. And I'm like, okay, so like, they're really going to do it. And then the first thing that came into mind was like, what are they going to do about it? The first season was... The first season had such... It ended at a perfect time wherein there was so much room to explore in terms of their futures, in terms of their stories, etc. And as a fan, I think... And, you know... You, you can imagine a lot of things. And the vagueness of it was really nice. And now here, they're offering an extended story and it's like... Okay, they're in their third years, and uh, what's gonna happen? And you don't know because it could go on forever, as you know they say it's eternal summer, right? And yeah. I had expectations that things will happen, things that will be resolved, things like well, rinse issues was resolved, but it was more of, for me. I was looking at what. What now of Haru's end? Because, you know, we've got Rin's story, you know, Rin's story all sorted out. Now he's a happy boy. Now he's got his friends back again, you know, and now he's making out in the locker room. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but um, did you guys have expectations for this, um, for Eternal Summer? Like, what were you looking for? What were you thinking would happen for Eternal Summer? Um, um, okay, okay I, can, I can go first. Um, yeah. Well, the truth is that I think it's completely natural to have expectations. Um, and I mean, even subconsciously, you always expect to see something or hope to see something. And um, I think I tried not to have too many expectations because, I mean, obviously the first season was based on high speed and really closely based on high speed. And it wrapped up the story based on that light novel. And season two was never going to have that kind of a basis, like a cohesive story. Didn't a portion of it, well, not really a portion of it, but rather um, some of it was tied with high speed. Yeah, some of it was obviously based on the second one that came out afterwards, but considering that that also took place in the past and could not that sort of affects the things that already happened in season one yeah. it was always going to be a bit more sort of loosely connected like we saw in Kisumi like if we can talk about him we can, I can I can explain what I mean but um, I, I think I tried to keep my expectations quite sort of moderate 
because I knew that it might not live up to everything that I want to see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, it's difficult because obviously I had things that I was sort of hoping that they would explore and some of those really had to do with the things that happened in season one. I mean, obviously, between Haruko and Rin, I want to see how their dynamic would sort of continue to develop mm-hmm. based on the fact that now that they're actually friends again. But um, other than that... What I wanted to see was just more of Makoto and Nagisa, and mm. one of the, one of those I got, so one of those I didn't get. <laughs> um, how about you, Nosmo? What was your expectations? Um, I'm sort of the same. Like, uh, I wasn't really thinking so much about like um, expecting too much from it. Like, okay. what I wanted mostly was just. Because, like, I really like drama CD. Like, I really like how fun those are. So I was yeah. thinking, oh, I want to see those. Like, yeah. except animated. So that's kind <laughs> of what I was expecting from season two. Yeah, like, you had just, lots of shenanigans in the drama yeah, CD. Yeah, I like shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I remember all of us were like, what the hell is happening? What is under <laughs> Haru's bed? And all of that. <laughs> yeah. So you're expecting the shenanigans, and you wanted more of those. Mm. Yeah. Me too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there were some shenanigans, right? There were some fun yeah, things. There were, there were some like, shenanigans. <laughs> Especially in the beginning. I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, what were the things that you liked about this season? What, were, um, what did you guys enjoy? You know... <laughs> Favorite parts? Makoto. Makoto. Makoto, Makoto, Makoto. Are you switching? Are you switching bases? Are you, are you, are you batting a different? No, I'm never going to get away from Harare in hell, but, um, obviously, I, I, I mean, I've always liked Makoto, but, um, I think he really, really fulfilled his potential a lot more this season, and I really want to build him a shrine because they actually gave him the screen time and sort of the motivations for, you know, displaying the kind of person that he is instead of just in, in, you know, I mean, obviously it's always going to be in context to Haruka, but also separately. And I really, really, really enjoy that. So, yeah. <laughs> For me, that was a surprise too. I really liked um, Makoto's development in terms of, because, you know, prior to that, we've always seen him as someone who was doting on Haru and that, you know, I, f- I felt that, he, his future was tied with Haru, even if, you know, this is not thinking within the context of ships or anything, it's just that it's one of those things where, you know, they're kind of best friends forever, and so you expect their lives to be, like, by the hip and tied together, you know, the kind that um, well, this kind of came true, that, you know, they'll have apartments right beside each other, you know, when they grow old, they'd probably be going at the same park and, you know, playing playing gate ball or something you know <laughs> it's that kind of thing or like su- sunday after us uh, sunday coffee you know together and reading newspapers etc but i was surprised at how makoto actually took the initiative to step forward yeah and and i was like i didn't expect that because i was thinking that you know he would always be within that point or within the position that he'd be very considerate of Haru and like I'm not gonna mess this up I'm not gonna F this up but yeah good for him kudos to Makuto and stuff I like that 
I actually liked that development. I also liked him playing around with kids. Not that, you know... <laughs> It's not yeah, that, I like that. That was cute, right? The one with yeah, um, I was like, Aw. yeah, with with him teaching around. It's like, oh, this is it. He feels it. This is gonna be him. It's gonna be like taking care of kids and so on. And mm. and then, although I had like this bad shota moment, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's kind of creepy. Makoto taking care of kids forever, and like, no. <laughs> It's like it's like the excess of his um, what you call this? The excess of his doting potential. It's like I can't take care of father, so I'm gonna take care of younger kids. <laughs> no, it's it's not it's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, Makoto, I, I love I love that scene with Kisumi Ototo-chan. I forget his name. Um, the younger Kisumi and the older Kisumi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so weird saying Kisumi, Kisumi. <laughs> But, yeah. How about, how about you, Nozo? What are your favorite scenes? Uh, yeah, I also like um, Makoto's development. I'm really glad he became like his own person, his mm-hmm. his own like goals. That was really cool. Also, I was really happy for Nitori. He had like yes. yeah, that's right. I, I forgot uh, that. Yes, I love Nitori. Yeah, yeah. I was like cool. <laughs> <laughs> because last season, last season he was just always Matsuka Senpai, Matsuka Senpai. Oh, but then no. now he's like, yay! I honestly Learning. wanted to punch him last season. I was like, you're <laughs> never gonna make me like this shot. No matter how cute you are. Yeah. <laughs> But this season, he was so much more uh, likable, yeah. and he was he was nice. And I'm glad he became captain. I was like, good, yeah, good for that, you. That's that's good for him. <laughs> and, he's, and he's such a small. I I love it because they made him so strong for such a small boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he he sees like you know I I know he, I love I love his conversation with Sosuke. Like um, yeah. him realizing all of these things, and I'm like, you know, no matter what, I'm still gonna try hard. And I'm like, oh, you, I hate that you're so precious now, Nitori. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, it was a really, really good turnaround for him because they gave him such a great sort of character arc in such a short time in seconds yeah. in the second season. I mean, he was really just a side character, but he got a really solid sort of development throughout yeah. that season. So I loved it. Yeah, I, love it. I also loved Momo. Um, yeah. for, for, for comedy relief or whatever it's like Mikoshima Bros yes yeah I love the Mikoshima Bros and I'm yeah. glad the older one showed up sometimes I'm like yes yeah. he's like he's, he's like you know he's he was also he's like he, still he, he was a scout, right? It, every time I see him, it's like, oh, he's eyeing the boys again. It's like, which one am I going to bring to my team? I love uh, Momo. I think he was the energy that Nagisa had for on the side of, you know, Iwatobi. That's what Momo gave for the side of, you know, Samezuka. 
Well, we'll get to him later. <laughs> but yeah, any, anything else that you guys loved about this season? Um, well, I, <laughs> I was waiting for that live like the past ten minutes. So, um, yeah, I mean, I really obviously loved seeing Rin uh, like at his confidence and at his sort of happy, in a happier state, sort of seeing him be the person that, yes, I mean, excessively yeah. giddy this entire <laughs> season. It's like, <laughs> he is smiling all the, well, most of, like 80% of the time he's smiling and I'm like dying in every episode. Yes. So, I mean, seriously, even, even though I said that, I would have been happy with just season one alone. I think season two is just worth seeing Rena at his happiest. <laughs> no, it was worth seeing Rin go to, go to Australia, finally. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was lethal. Episode 12. That was lethal. That was like the honeymoon I never asked for. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. And so like, I mean, if, if we're talking about like favorite scenes and stuff, I have to say like I mean obviously, obviously my favorite 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 scene in the season was the uh, the fight between Haruka and Makoto because it was just, just so powerful for me because I've been waiting for it for so long. Yeah. But I mean, but my second second favorite scene is just that moment where um, Rin shows up at Haruka's doorstep and he's like like what bitch are we going to Australia? Because that was just like throwing me off you know the side of a caddy and I go like what? Who does that? Who does that? <laughs> Honestly, who does that? You know, um, I have no, I think even during the first um, podcast that we're doing this, I've been questioning um, Rin's wealth. Like, now that, <laughs> now, that I've gone, now that I've gone to Iwami and I've seen how fishermen go and I've seen things go there. And now that I'm saying that I, 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 I can sense their economic life etc. in Iwami slash Iwatobi. Um, but what I'm saying is, it's quite amazing how Rin could just, you know, go to Australia and do what he does. But it, for me, I just found it so astounding that here's this boy, they're on their, I don't know, SEM <laughs> break, Golden Week break, I don't care. Um, and just goes, hey, pack up, we're gonna go to Australia. See ya. Well, who does that? Who does that? I, honestly, I have never, I have never met a person who could just do that to their friends. <laughs> like, was there, did, did, did Haruka buy his own ticket? I don't think so. No, I don't I think, think so. Because I remember the, 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 oh. Yeah, it had two tickets. It had two, two boarding passes. And, and I'm like, yeah. Who gives boarding passes on the boat? <laughs> that, that was like my second thing. Like, he already got his seat. As, it's like that male would have waited for like one week and he already has a boarding pass. I would, I would like to get my plane tickets like that. Kate, please, thanks. To all yes. travel agents. But that, that was amazing. I don't know. Boyfriend, yeah, needed help. Boyfriend senses tingling. Boyfriend, I'm sending my boyfriend. I'm going with my boyfriend to Australia. <laughs> and we're going. Yeah, I love the Australia yeah. stuff. I'm so happy that they did episode twelve and they did it in Australia and they showed like what Win went through in Australia because that's what I was like really curious about. Yeah, so that was really cool. 
Yeah, yeah. He, and the parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his issues his issues were not as bad as we thought. Yeah. Like we were thinking him being eaten by sharks or something. <laughs> That's why he has so much issues. But, but, but it turns out it's not like that. He had a cute dog. He had a nice family taking care of him. And he had a nice coach and um, friends and all that. Orin, your precious yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. I was talking with... Um, I was talking with one of my friends um, here in Australia. She lives, she lives, she lives closer to Sydney, and um, she was just like saying that, uh, how do I put this? That every uh, the episode in particular was so beautiful. It was uncannily beautiful for winter here in Australia. <laughs> and it's just like, I wish every day was like an episode of free, you know, wherein everything is sparkling, sunsets are beautiful. And <laughs> that was, that was, a, that was a, for me, episode 12 was my favorite episode. Or, or then again, I'm biased because, you know, that was their honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I, I couldn't ask for anything more. Could you ask for anything more now? Like after, <laughs> I mean, no. I think people, I think people should know that this is the Haruin podcast. Maybe I should rename it as the Haruin podcast. <laughs> I, I couldn't, and I felt like it. It was like the, I could just die on that episode. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, obviously, no. after. Yeah, sorry. No, no, nothing, nothing. I was just gonna say, yeah, that's what I needed. Episode twelve. That's what I was waiting for the whole season. Well, no, what I also didn't expect was the, and but that I also liked was the one for episode thirteen, wherein Rin invited them to Samizuka and he filled the pool with sakura blossoms. (laughs) Who does that? Who? Does that? Matsugarin does that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I swear that that boyfriend though should should go should die. He is, <laughs> he is as bad as some person I know who wears a headband. It's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, uh-huh. Rin is. Oh, oh, I, I don't want. No, this is a free podcast. I don't want to go there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was that was nice. Are, are there any other scenes that you enjoyed? Um, um, well, actually, um, looking back now, I really liked episode one in the sense that it gave us a lot of scenes that held so much promise in and of themselves like things like seeing yeah. <laughs> again is a kind of turning into a Harun podcast but whatever um but that scene where where Harun and just have that talk and they see those kids in the um in the lobby and stuff like that like those small tiny things that signal the change the change dynamic between them and things like that, which I really loved. And considering how little we got them um, during the season and, and looking back on them, it makes me even more fond of all those tiny things about them, sort of just talking together and just uh, having that slight snark mm-hmm. in there, in their banter and stuff like that. It's just, I, I really liked episode one in retrospect a lot more than I <laughs> thought that I would have. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of it's difficult so it's kind of difficult when you're watching it, when you're reacting in the middle of the series. Yeah. 
and that's why I think it's good that we did this afterwards because now we can look back and like yeah you know I, I like that episode a lot more than I realized than I did yeah I mean that's kind of how I am with episode 12 because while watching it I was still kind of putting it in the context of the pacing of the entire series and now mm-hmm. when I take it off the context of the pacing I can enjoy it a lot more because I was expecting a lot of things in regards to Haru, like separately, but now when I just think about it in, in regards to just Haru and Rin, then it feels a lot more rewarding. <laughs> it was totally rewarding. It was totally yeah. rewarding. The hotel, yes. the unnecessary hotel scene was rewarding. <laughs> yeah, what? That's <laughs> Like, I was like, no, they're not gonna do it. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> they totally did it. Yeah. <laughs> No, they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't go to um, Rin's foster parents in Australia because you know they have the dog in the way. But they told me they didn't know that. I was trying to reason why they they why he couldn't have stayed with the foster parents. I, it would have been the most natural thing to do for a high school kid, you know. Like even, yeah. right? Like even for me, when I travel to Japan and I go to places, you know, I I try to see where my friends are. And well, granted, of course, they're really close friends of mine. And granted, you know, I know their living conditions. Like, you know, can I stay at their place, etc.? Can I, you know, and naturally if you're meeting them and you're close enough to be invited in their home then you know you might as well stay with them and talk more right and have fun with them but no rain wanted alone time and i'm like yeah perfect yeah. <laughs> perfect just us plan just us kikakun you know? yes okay good yeah. yeah but that's but you know going back one of the things that also i find quite interesting with Eternal Summer was the introduction of Sosuke. Um, yes. Yeah, Sosuke's an, an interesting person, a character from Rin's past. Actually, he doesn't, Rin does not consider, I mean, I, I, watching back, Rin never called Haru his best friend, right? But he yeah. con- considered him as a friend and a rival, more of more of his rival um, in a very, you know, competitive way, in a very healthy way, of course, than he is his best friend. Because in the series, he just keeps like, yeah, Sosuke's my best friend, like, since five ever. And, you know, I was expecting Sosuke to have a great understanding of Rin, but it's amazing. I was surprised that, you know, he was also just as much in the dark as, you know, Haru were and the rest of the boys were. But yeah, it's an interesting dynamic with Sosuke. But yeah, your thoughts on Sosuke? Um, Rin? Yeah. Uh, Irene? Nosmo. Go Nosmo. Oh, I wasn't expecting Sosuke like that. It was definitely like a, a curveball. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, when he was announced, I was like, oh, uh, that like, completely changed how like, how season two was going to be like, like, <coughs> sorry, um, and I didn't really know much about Sosuke, like, um, like, I couldn't remember much from when I read some of the high-speed translations, mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I think it was... Uh, I liked uh, that Sosuke, like, was introduced because he was, like, a best friend for Rin. And I was, like, really excited, like, especially um, in episode two when he came. And they did, like, the handshake. I was like, yes! This is what I needed. <laughs> like, a friend, like, for Rin. Because... I don't know, Nitori, I don't know if you can do a secret handshake with Rin. And I can't imagine Rin doing a secret handshake with Haru or anyone else. But then here's like Sosuke and I was like super excited to see like what kind of relationship Mm -hmm. they would have in this season. Yeah. How about you, Irene? Yeah, I mean, I really liked... And I, I liked both the idea and the execution of Sasuke, I mean, to a, a certain extent, but um, I'll talk about it later. But, um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed the inclusion of Sasuke in the sense that it gave Rin so much more to sort of engage with rather than just the Eva Tobi section, because mm-hmm. that was the cruise of, crux of the, um, of season season one and him being sort of really obsessed with his relationships with those yeah. those kids and how they deteriorated and it was just so refreshing to see him have someone that he didn't have that kind of baggage with. I mean, obviously, Sosuke and Lincoln with their own kind of baggage, but yeah. it was kind of it was just so different and it was so great to be able to see that side of Rin as well that was kind of developed individually from the Eva Tobi side so I was really happy that they put Sosuke in even though as we're going to talk about I had some issues with yeah. <laughs> the execution of his story arc. Yeah it, it, the thing with Sosuke is I also like how he paralleled um, Haru's own relationship with Makoto Yeah, like you know you have Sosuke who, who has utmost belief in Rin but at the same time, he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna baby you. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be here to support you. And I'm, I know you could do, I know you could do well. And then you have here Makoto, who's constantly hesitating and, you know, wondering if he can take a step forward. And, you know, of course, it, it ends up with this big confrontation, etc. for um, Haru and Makoto and and well, in a way, it's a good narrative. And here is Rin, who's kind of like, my best friend was in trouble, and I didn't know. How dare you keep this from me? You know, because he also, <laughs> I think, more than anything, Rin was the kind of boy who'd also want to be there for his friend. <coughs> and you know, he missed out on so much of that in his life because he was in Australia, and then he was also a brooding idiot. And, you know, so to have that, to have that opportunity and him wanting to seize that was like, yeah, it was kind of good. Um, How about, yeah, you were saying earlier, Irene, that you had, like, issues with Sosuke's story. Yeah. I think a lot of people did, but yeah, Yeah. go on. Yeah, yeah, my issues with Sosuke's storyline was kind of like... <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to come to terms with how I assess the, the script writing process that we've seen hold mm. out, but but the main issue obviously is the fact that he's given this story arc that does not precisely get a resolution or conclusion or mm. closure in any kind of sense. I mean, they 
obviously at, at this point it's really difficult to say whether they're holding out on that purposefully, like for later purposes or whatever. Like for but, the, yeah. They have an episode 13 or 14? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I think it's 14. Yeah, and then if we if we get a movie or something, then obviously those my issues might be resolved then, but it doesn't negate from the fact that they didn't get resolved in the actual series. Yeah. And I'm obviously referring to the idea that he goes through this um, whole... Both the antagonism thing with Haro, where he con- continuously like steps up to Haro and sort of goes behind Rin's back and you know thing like says like I know what's better for Rin and blah 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 and that never really gets resolved because he never has that discussion with Haro again <laughs> about whether he acknowledges Haro or not and then obviously his shoulder. So he's like the, the parent. Yeah. like the parent that you know. I do not approve of my boyfriend, of my son's <laughs> boyfriend, or something like that. That's yeah. my impression during the entire season. I'm like, yeah, uh, so yeah. yeah, and I really would have wanted to see some kind of like a scene between him and Harlow talking about that thing. It is like working it out somehow, and it never happened. And it just kind of felt like it was left really. Oh open-ended and lingering in the air almost and that combined with the fact that we get this whole shoulder incident drama and then it's just like oh well am i go and work at my parents business blah 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 and then Rin's like no you can still do it and then so i was going like yeah and then at the end he's just standing in a lonely sunset on a lonely road as a lonely loner and we're like, what the hell is happening here <laughs> what is really going down with so i was like yeah. nobody knows it's it's just really 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 weird because it's it's a story arc that does not get any kind of closure and I know yeah. lots of his fans are really really upset with that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I feel like um, Sosuke for a new character, he was shortchanged. Yeah. Uh, and and like I, at the end of the day, I was like, so what what was your point other than be the antagonist and the brooding person this season? I mean, I think. I feel sad in saying this, but I think even without Sosuke antagonizing Haru, even without Sosuke being in Samezuka, the issues would have still emerged. You know, Haru's yeah. issues about his future would have emerged. Rin would have still been a supportive person to his teammates. Yeah. And it would have been. It, it felt like he was such a disposable character. It was just there to be the token other guy. Yeah. See, see, I hated the fact that they shortchanged him like that because he had the makings of being such an important character for Haru as well. Because I really, really thought that he would have been a major catalyst or component in Haru's sort of uh, finding ex- the light. Because <laughs> he looked so serious, I was expecting yeah. him to be the voice of reason to everybody. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah. you know, everybody's kind of like, you know, twisted in the head. I mean, even Ray. <laughs> I, I love Ray. And I, I honestly also loved him this season. I've always... I mean, Rin is my favorite, but Ray is like, to me, the... He's just yeah. he's just a shining boy. He's just amazing, and it's like <laughs> he's he's my hero. Period. And yeah. I was expecting him to be. I was hoping Sasuke would be the the Ray without the insanity, in, you know, the insane love for <laughs> beauty and muscles. To yeah. be that kind of person. I mean, the voice of reason, you know, the, the norm, the super normal guy. Yeah. 
And, and it's, it's, it's not to say that I didn't really appreciate all the things that Soska did in season. I mean, obviously him being with Mitori and stuff like that was really, really precious and yeah. everything. But I just really expected more from to, to him to be utilized more. Let's let's put it that way yeah. in, in a lot of ways. And I was just really disappointed with the fact that he... He was like Mikoshiba level, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, because... I mean, I mean, the, the biggest disappointment for me, I mean, period, probably, I mean, during the season, was just the fact that when we got that scene, that parallel, the one that um, Rei and Reina had in season one, where Sosuke confronted Haruka about his future, and instead of just talking about Haruka's future, he was just talking about Reina and who needs you and stuff like that. He was like, what is the point of this? What is the point of this? Because it didn't really, really, really live up to, you know, all the things that it could have been, and that was just really disappointing for me. He was so handsome too. <laughs> like, I mean, this is not, you know, to this on people who love Sosuke or people who switched from Harurin to Sorin or, you know, people justifying the Sorin dynamics. But, you know, he, he was such an eye candy. And I had, I had a hope that he, because they pushed him as a main character of sorts, you know, mm-hmm. like someone that, you know, I remember one of the earliest, I mean, other than the five, you know, one of the earliest buzzes were like, more than Mikoshiba Momo, they put <laughs> Sosuke there and everyone's like, who the crap is this guy? He is so right. handsome. He's going to be important. And they made that impression and he kind of is, but yeah, short change a lot. Felt yeah. sad about that. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really a shame because I really love Sosuke other than that. Because, I mean, seeing mm. him be, do all the bro stuff with Rin is just priceless. I just love all of that. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 would, I would pay for the world to have a secret handshake with Rin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. oh my god, this, my, this Rin spinning around. Ugh. Him in his, uh, you know, in his um, Lancel, spinning around, running around school. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Those <laughs> young Rin scenes. I was like, oh, they're so <laughs> cute. And then those were also, like, the saddest <gasps> scenes for me. Like, especially in episode 10, where it was, like, where Sosuke was explaining all the pain he went through. And I was like, oh. God, and then because like seeing how happy Young Rin and Young Sosuke were, and then and then Young Rin was like, "Oh, I'm going to Iwatomi." And then And then because like Sosuke in his mind, he was like. He was thinking of him and Rin as like rivals, so he's like, okay, he has to act a certain way. So it's yeah. so. It was his driving force. <laughs> it was his Rin yeah. was, I think, uh, a good driving force for Sosuke. And you know that the horrible feeling afterwards when he find out when he finds out that um, Rin actually doesn't consider him as much of a rival as he does with Haru, it was like, Sasuke, you poor boy. You did all of that for what? You, you busted the shoulder for a guy who doesn't even recognize you. Well, sort of. And But yeah, of course, they're best friends and that's another thing altogether. And still. Yeah. I really yeah, wish the, the yeah. shoulder. Oh. 
I really wish his shoulder wasn't busted or like that whole thing just never happened. Yeah. I just... Yeah, I think there would have been different ways to execute that same storyline, kind of in, in yeah. different ways or something. Because obviously now that we've got that busted so, busted shoulder, and also Ringo like, no, it doesn't matter. You can still do it. It's kind of like what, <laughs> what? <laughs> like what's going on here? With no one knows. Clearly, Rin did not study physical health <laughs> and so on to know yeah. this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, any well, since we're already working towards our, our little disappointments with this season. I mean, essentially earlier we were talking how fun it was, etc. But, you know, there were some things that we didn't like. Are there other things that, you know, kind of like uh, this didn't, you know, hit well with me and you know, doesn't sit well with me, etc. Like, um, yes, Erin. Well, well, I'm obviously known for being vocal about the things that I criticize about the things that I love. Um, well, obviously, a lot of the things were just major sort of like large entities rather than single individual happenings because I always uh, uh, pay a lot of attention to things like pacing and things like gradual build-up and things mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. given that this season tried to tell so many Much, stories yeah. yeah, in such a short Time time frame. It was some of those were always going to be sort of looked over with the, with not as much care and precision, and mm. that's really my sort of biggest concern with the season was that some of the things that could have had more of an impact ended up not having that much of an impact. And um, obviously, if I want to pinpoint like individual things, I know that the first time that I was really sort of angry at the execution was in episode 5 with Nagisa's episode, mm-hmm. because um, oh my god, I, I really wanted to see Nagisa get the kind of development that Makoto did, and I mean given that Makoto was more relevant to the plotline this season than, than Nagisa was, then that probably wasn't going to happen anyway, but still seeing something like episode 5 where we get um a plot line that could have been tied to the main narrative, but it was kind of shortchanged with the whole parents and studying kind of thing, and it, I just got really, really angry at the time. I mean, obviously now I'm not quite as angry because I can appreciate things about it in, in a different way, but but things like, I mean, I think episode five embodies the kind of frustrations that I had with the series series uh, series two because um just a lot of themes, a lot of things that could have had a lot of an impact and could have been executed better and then they just went and I don't know if it was because of timing issues or if it was because they rushed the second season or whatever it was but just a lot of things that were kind of neglected in with the kind of same care and precision I mean obviously when you think about episode 12 how much detail they went into to recreating Australia and recreating everything and how much better the season could have been if they put that same amount of care into the actual script (laughs) actually for me one of the most difficult well one of the most disappointing episodes was Nagisa not because it wasn't so much about the pacing for me but more of I was hoping that they would build up Nagisa's stories and Ray's stories in a way that you can see, you can feel confident about their future once Haruka and um, Makoto leave. Because, yeah, right. because you, you honestly wouldn't 
right now I'm at the position wherein um okay um Haruka and Makoto leave Iwatobi they go to college they look happy they're eating ramen and we had a short bit on on um Iwatobi but I can't say with confidence you know who is the captain I was hoping they would have built Nagisa's you know ability to manage the team and be the leader or at least be the charismatic leader for you know Iwatobi once you know Haruka and Makoto leave and instead they gave him you can't work on your grades you know and I'm like that that yeah, go on. It's, 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 a, it's a real shame because, I mean, I haven't read High Speed 2, like, properly, but I've read snippets of it translated, and they mm. do touch upon Nagisa's um, sort of, uh, not, not, not abandonment issues, but his sort of being left behind when Haru and Makoto sort of do other things rather mm. than just use a swimming club, and that would have yeah. been a perfect theme to sort of <laughs> expand upon, yeah. 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 And, and just, you know, show him coming to terms with the idea of being left behind because Nagisa mm-hmm. and Jay were both really, really glossed over this season that we just didn't know. I mean, they were just there to comment on the fact that Haruka is acting really weird all the time and Ray's yeah. like, I don't understand anything. And because I, of that, it, it, again, it, I think it's a, it's, it's a pacing issue as well because they didn't build upon that. So what we get at the end is just them doing something. And like you said, we don't know I, anything about their future. I'm... I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to diss their crying scene at the end of thirteen. <laughs> like the moment, the moment they started crying, I was just crying, and, and you know, I'm like, I get it. You know, this is this this is important to you guys, but at the same time, your friendship is also important to you. And it was, what was difficult for me was that, especially for that scene, you can really see. Um, race and Nagisa's distress yeah. that the mm-hmm. fact that it's just going to be the two of them left yeah and I wish I, that scene happened earlier or something yeah I mm. wish yeah I wish that scene happened a lot earlier wherein you know Haruka and Makoto you know make an effort to not that they did it but you know make an effort to build a team and that they would have introduced at least someone like a Momo, you know, a, a new freshman who would be interested in swimming with them. And, you know, that, that kind of like builds on their, you know, our world is expanding and, you know, as long as we all share the pool, we're all together, blah, 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 blah. And it would have... Ah! Yeah, see, I, I think uh, a lot of us have the same issue that it's not that what happened was sort of bad or unsatisfying yeah. but when we start thinking about how much better it could have been or how much more it could have felt so impacted us then it just becomes this endless water of frustration was, yeah. yeah the first season was not exactly flawless but it had it had that good build up yeah and that pace and mm-hmm. i'm wondering it's because you know compared to the first season the first season really just did their story from april to summer so it's like spring to summer, and this one was like end of summer all the way to the next summer. Yeah. It's like a, an entire year compressed, collapsed, and all the jazz. And I'm like, mm, okay, it's 
I had hopes, but yeah, that those were. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, wanted it's... all of them, all six of them, to hug each other at the end. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, the, when they're all. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I wish Sosuke had more interaction with um, Iwatobi. Yeah. It only happened like a little bit in episode two or something, and after yeah. that, it was like, oh. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I wish they had like a parallel, you know, like in the same way in season one where in um Iwatobi swam beside Samizuka and then you know uh sorry, yeah, Iwatobi, yeah. Iwatobi swam with Rin. But I was hoping that they would oh. show Iwatobi <laughs> swimming beside Samizuka and then all of them would have like this big hug together. <laughs> Not that I'm saying yeah. I, I don't like you know, you know, I like boys hugging. I mean, of course I do, but it's just everybody looking happy, fulfilled, satisfied. Yeah, yeah I was like disappointed. I was disappointed that they didn't show um, Samizuka in episode thirteen, like them swimming in the yeah. the finals or whatever. Because that's, I was like thinking, oh, I can't wait to see Rin swim, and it didn't happen. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I know, right? That was that was like. And then the only the only thing that like made me happy, you know, during that scene where yeah they didn't swim etc and all that jazz, I was just thinking, fine, they didn't show me this scene, but at least they gave me they gave me Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, I'll see. But Sydney was not enough. Yeah, see, that, that's annoying because I think season one gave me everything that I didn't know I wanted at the time, and says so what happened with season season. We yeah. were expecting, we had expectations because of how season one was yeah. pulled off. Yeah, season two was, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I know I've criticized a lot of the parts in it, but that's just because I have tried to come to terms with the fact that it's not going to give me the same kind of emotional obliteration that's as season one did, that it was I mean, just the disappointment of knowing that it's never going to leave me quite as emotionally volatile or destroyed. It's just, mm. I, was, I was wanting that. That was my biggest expectation, and it didn't come true. And now I'm just kind of trying to be happy with, with what we got. And that's kind of sad, but, it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, maybe, you know, you'll never know. We'll, we'll have something good coming. Like, I, I often see... Um, like these scenes in, or like screenshots of scenes, I don't know where those came from. And I'm like, what is this episode 13? Everybody's talking about this episode, oh, sorry, episode 14. And then somebody puts up a screenshot I haven't seen before, and I'm like, is this just a fan art? Is this, mm. you know? But, yeah, we're, I mean, do you have expectations for whatever they might throw us? Because I have a feeling, knowing knowing Kyoto Animation, they would they would probably, since Free was such a hit in Japan, um, I, I'm i not surprised that, you know, they're, they're doing this OAV of sorts with episode 14. But I also won't be surprised if they did a movie. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't know, I think I was teasing Nosmo that it's gonna be the Roman holiday kind of, you know. <laughs> I think I think they already released. Yeah, they they released some information on that episode. Oh, it's it's going to be some kind of a a competition where they mix up mix up the Samasuga and and the Otobi teams or something like that. So it sounds kind of like 
hijinks and shenanigans, shenanigans kind of. Yeah. So rather than so, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm completely fine with that. I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd really, really want is, is closure for Sosuke, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that if we can't get a proper closure for it, I'd just rather take shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, I just can't believe that they ended Sosuke's story like that. Like, episode 13 just didn't really feel like an ending to me. Like, when it mm. ended, when the episode was done, I'm like, that's it? You can't be serious? <laughs> Is that all? Yeah, you felt like a normal episode. Yeah, I'm just. uh, I feel like they are probably gonna do more because otherwise, I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, it just didn't feel like a final episode for me. Yeah, it it didn't feel like a finale in in general because it would have been completely fine as a normal episode, but I was expecting it to have that kind of finale oomph, something like, something unexpected, something really sort of, um, to go out with a bang, and that's not what happened at all, so. Well, what I find, yeah, there are a lot of loose ends, but at the same time they had this, um, what I, more, how do I put this? It's it's so difficult because on one end I'm like, yeah, it really sucks that they, they didn't close things right. But at the same time, I don't understand why you're throwing me all of these images of, you know, Makoto and Haru in college and then, um, you know, the Iwatobi future and then the Samezuka future and then finally, of course, Rin and Haru Rin swimming in in Sydney and like okay fine now you've given me the canon that you know Rin Rin went back to Australia and then of course finally Rin swimming with Haru in an international competition and of course the fans were so amazing that within hours of that someone said it's in fracking Rome <laughs> and, and it's like that as much as they held out or like didn't show so much and didn't close so much in the in the last episode. They also gave so much of their future that it's like I'm just gonna tie everything all together and then throw it to you, you know? Because now you can yeah. you can foresee them competing internationally, and it's like what you know? You don't just get on the international <laughs> stage that easily. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's easier for Rin because they they do Pan Pacific. Um, competitions here, international competitions here, or maybe we just don't know about swimming competitions in general, but it's, it's, it must be fairly normal. You know, but still, it's, it's a feat, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's really weird because, I mean, obviously one of the main sort of dividing things in the fandom this season was the idea of whether people wanted Haruka to go pro or whether they didn't. And I, I was always kind of on the fence on that because I could see it going both ways, but I was really hoping that the execution would sort of sway me on the side of whatever the you know writers chose to go with. And I don't really know if that happened, if they really managed to convince me that this is the right or rather the realistic path for Haruka because I'm, I'm fine I, I know that he's got the comp- competitive streak in him as well but the way that the season kind of went out is just throwing all of that in, in the span of two episodes of him discovering the lights of you know of uh, well I mean I'm, yeah 
Yeah, because I, I can accept that he would want to pursue it, but I don't know if I'm convinced that he actually has what it takes to do it. And so to jump from that right. to the whole, you know, uh, sort of international level competition is just kind of, um, okay, then I know we're supposed to suspend that disbelief, but. <laughs> I think I can still leave space for that because the amount of attention he got from scouts give you an idea that to a degree, um, Haru has what it takes, and if he actually didn't screw up his freestyle, um, his freestyle yeah. swimming, he would have probably been able to reach the nationals as well. In the same way yeah. that Rin managed to, and you know. Yeah, I think I think he definitely has the sort of technical skill about yeah. going good during but, but yeah. the drive and yeah, and, and sort of the um the, the diligence and the patience to train yeah. as much as Sosuke and Rin do, and that's mm. kind of. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I can accept that if that's what the writers go with, but they didn't quite show it to us, so it's mm. kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. But Haru, I, I like that they did that for Haru. Not exactly the best execution, but I like that they gave him the dream. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was. Yeah, it was, it was really. I mean, obviously, that was always going to be the um, you know, the main narrative of him finding a dream. And I, I mean, obviously, to be completely honest, I don't know what I would have chosen for him alternatively because I really, really didn't also want to see him just stay in Iwatomi <laughs> either. Yeah. I really wanted him to go to places, but I don't know what would have been the best execution either. So that's me criticizing something without being able to offer a counter, you know, argument. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with with those thoughts in mind. Are there, for example, any last thoughts on free? I mean, do you any do you see any series that would probably be as potentially nice or as as good as this? Or do you see some that are possibly better? Or do you think that there would be more content similar to free? Because free um, is, I was ta- sorry. I'll just add this part because I was talking with a friend about um, the. Because she asked me, because this is what I do for a living, figure out why why girls like boy bonking so much. And I said, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's like in the history of 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 girls' culture to be caught up in some kind of team and this fantasy of a team and this camaraderie and friendship and that if you look at the, the stories that are oriented towards women, even if they're oriented towards boys, you know, the stories would be capturing that, um, you know, the friendship bit, you know, the camaraderie between teammates, etc. And Free exemplified that because on the technical end, it wasn't a technical sports manga. It was a it was a shonen story, you know. It was it was a se- uh, seishun story, story about youth and friendship and all that jazz. So, do you see something like this becoming more popular, being more, you know? Yes, Osmo, when you were saying until I interrupted you. No, I was I was gonna say like the same thing. Like it's not really like when you compare it to other sports um, series, it's not so much about. Like, the sport, like, you don't have, like, people explaining, oh, blah, blah, blah. Well, they they do a bit of that, but it's not, like, excessive. Like, it's not really about um, the times or, like, the what the results of the races are. It's yeah. more about the relationships. Like, it really zooms in on, like, the relationships between all the different characters. Mm. 
So, um, I think that's what really makes it different. Mm. Like, because I, mean, I think uh, it was. Yeah, go. Uh, no, no, you can go. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. Yeah, no, because, yeah, I was thinking about it, but uh, in the same way, like, for example, um, I, I was thinking the likes of Kuroko Nabaske, you know, um, <laughs> and it, it's also the kind of story that drives on, you know, relationships. Not that I'm saying, you know, um, I'm, I'm not talking about romantic relationships or anything, but relationships that affect, you know, other people's sportsmanship, etc., etc. And in this case, of course, Kuroko has his friends from his previous school and how, you know, their relationship as a team affected his own relationship, relationship with his current team, Seirin. And I was like, to a degree, I was starting to think, you know, that and then, you know, you have Haikyuu who's also, you know, doing the same thing. Although I'm not sure how technical Haikyuu is. Because, um, you know, it's not like Kuroko no Basuke is the most technical, you know, sports <laughs> manga on earth. It's, it's, I can only imagine who can do it, who can do what Kuroko does in the real <laughs> I mean, there's lots of yeah. you know, YouTube videos about it, but, you know, real-life Kuroko or something. But, um, I mean, nobody really looks at the Shonen Jump manga and say, yeah, that's like a technical sports manga. Unlike, let's say, um, I'm not sure if you guys watch uh, Baby Steps, um, which is a tennis manga, which is surprisingly nowhere near as um, nowhere near as close as Prince of Tennis. But, it has a very technical approach to um, the sport and that, you know, it really studies particular spins and shit that they do on, on, on tennis and so on and so on. And it's, it's, it's legit a sports manga. And, I mean, and, and in this case, are we, I mean, are you guys looking forward to other stories like Free? Wherein, you know, I don't care really about the sports, but, you know, I, I want to see more of the boys growing up. Um, I yeah. also agree that Free is kind of special. <laughs> That's a bad word. Um, <laughs> sort of unique, let's, let's put it like that. Yeah. Um, a unique show that it takes this sort of the sports sort of companionship aspect and combines it with a really heavy dose of emotional things. And I don't mm. think they are quite on the sort of shows that are as heavy on the um, emotion thing where they kind of not overlook but kind of put the uh, the sports factor on the back burner because obviously um, if you compare the shows or series like Kuroko uh, Basket and Haikyuu to like really, really proper technical sports series, then obviously those are more heavy on the emotional side as well. But they also, well, rather Kuroko Basket has this, you know, thing where you can get matches that go on forever and ever and ever and ever and the, ever. The three minute, uh, yeah. called, um, I think it was Kisses or the last few ten, it's like the longest ten seconds in, <laughs> of my yeah. life. Yeah. And uh, something like that would never happen in, in free where you those mm. swimming things just kind of like you breeze through them because there's, that's not the fo- focus point of, you know, the show. So uh, it would be interesting to see if, if, 
the popularity of free inspires more shows that kind of combine those two sides of like the sort of the companionship side of the sportsmanship and the really heavy emotional thing because while I do enjoy my sports series <laughs> that there are sort of you know the whole Kurokana Basque and Haiku type even they are slightly worse written as Kurokana Basque but, <laughs> but, but still um, I think free is really unique in, in a lot of ways so yeah. I don't know what to look forward to after that one. <laughs> I don't want to say the other series that Nozmo and I are into. I would, I would probably be biased and say, that's quite emotional too, wait. <laughs> it, 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 it can get emotional a bit as well. And I don't know if it was in response, if it's, yeah, I will say it now. I'm referring to Yowamushi Pedal. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, in... It, the emotional aspect has always been there. There, there are likes of like um, Ashton Ojo, who even had to kill a character, and you know, and people had. It was so bad. No, it wasn't so bad. The death of that character was so moving for many that they they held a funeral procession for him, and he's a fictional character. And this was like 1970s. And I'm like, it's not like I'm going to, you know, hold a funeral procession for Sosuke if he, <laughs> if he dies. But, you know, it's, it's kind of amazing that he solicits... No. Will he die? <laughs> but he solicits the kind of care that we have as we would, let's say, oh. a, a friend or, you know, someone that you know that has gone through a rough patch and just kind of get shoved aside yeah. and, and so on. Yeah. And also, I, also, I just realized that what I wanted to say just a second ago is just that it's also really about a question about demographics, mm-hmm. as, it, as it always is with, with Japanese entertainment, that considering, I mean, things like Yoabera and, and Kuragono Basuke and stuff like that, they are and even though it, it, there's a lot of lots of girls and Fujiojo um, who enjoy those series, they are, at the end of the day, they are aimed at sort of 14-year-old boys and onwards, uh, and while free was obviously always made for girls. So yeah. that obviously changes some of the um, focus, because even though I, I really agree with the fact that the emotion is, is there, it's, it's mm. 100% there, and there's a lot of really sort of dramatic and and relationship-driven material in there, but I guess mm. the focus of being aimed at girls made free sort of unique in the sense that it was, it was less thinly veiled in that in the context of the sportsmanship that they kind of acknowledge that the sport is there but they on purpose they don't focus on it as much as they do in in sort of more you know shonen sports shows yeah and maybe yeah, like my mom says like <laughs> i made my mom watch some free and she's like it's like a show show <laughs> and i was like <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's like, and she prefers Yomoshi Petal to Free. Because <laughs> she's like, I don't get Free, like, why are they so emotional? And I'm like, why don't you understand? Oh, your mom, but, you should show your mom next episode, Yomoshi Petal's next episode, you know. Maybe oh, we're gonna watch it, we're gonna watch it together. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's 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 yeah, it's kind of interesting because um, I was looking at the history of you know um, sports manga in particular in Japan and and 
they do have that emotional weight, but not in the same way that, um, not in the same way that Free was looking at um, drama as not related to the sport, but drama in relation more to um, the relationships of people and their effect on each other. And, uh, well, I, I don't know if there's going to be a series like Free again. Yes, as you know, Erin raised, um, it, Free was kind of like an experimental for a female, experimental thing for a female audience. And I'm, I don't know. It's, it's, it will be the day when I see something like, uh, no, not, I'm sorry. Looking back, there's also I haven't read a shoujo manga that was about sports, and it's all about boys, just like the boys in Free. Yeah, that's what yeah. really makes it different mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like boys and sports, but aimed at girls. Yeah, but not BL. <laughs> yeah, but not BL, and or that you know, it's not it's. Because with shoujo manga, the end, the end story of the shoujo manga is someone has to end up with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Most of them, um, rarely does that happen. Like I think the last one that I read, like that, was, that was different and ha- but had that whole female soap opera-ish drama. Not that soap opera, soap opera is bad, but you know, but had that drama was like banana fish. And I'm not sure if you guys know of Cocoa Greenwood. And um, this is Greenwood. That's its English title. And this is Greenwood. It's really just dorm shenanigans, period. And nobody ends up with anybody. Nobody gets a girlfriend. It's just a story about boys living in a dorm. And it's like free. They're so they they're just they're just connected by you know being in a dorm, being friends with each other, and shenanigans. It's like one entire series of shenanigans. And and that was nice. And at least that was ended well, but that was a manga. <laughs> and they had <laughs> convenience of time to really develop characters, unlike with Free, wherein it's like we only have this and so on. But yeah. Yeah. But something to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah. So um, this is just, you know, to cap off other three things related in the website. Um, yeah, for if you guys didn't get enough free, um, I have links on like how to get yourself to Iwatobi, what to expect, and when how to go to Iwatobi slash Iwami. Um, it's a great town, so if you want, if you're visiting Japan soon and you want to make a pilgrimage to Iwami, you're you're welcome to do so. Um, Erin, you're currently in Japan, right? Yes, yeah. I'm in Kyoto. Um, <laughs> Um, are, do you have plan? I mean, what's the free situation there after? After I mean, are there still a lot of free goods, free dojinshi, etc.? Yeah, um, I've always had an issue with uh, buying free merchandise on site because it's usually quite bad. <laughs> I mean, it was it was bad um, um, ten, 10 months ago when I was here during New Year's, but um, at the moment. Um, uh, admittedly, I haven't been to Animate yet, but the, the things that I have seen in places like Kotobuki and stuff like that is 
uh, it's slightly better, but not quite as mind blowing. I mean, considering if you compare it to goods that you get from shows like Kurobazan and and stuff like that, it's 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 really weird what kind of stuff they put out. Like, I, maybe it's for people younger than me. I don't know, but it it doesn't really catch my eye. And when we went to Mandarake the other day, I was kind of surprised at how small the free section was compared to a lot of other things i mean obviously it hasn't had as much time to build up but i'm hope um yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to because i haven't i mean for the sake of saving money because uh, i was you... staying in a book but at the end of my trip so that's why i haven't been buying that okay. much stuff yet but, but uh, um, so you're you're starting from the kansai end and then you're ending at uh you're ending in tokyo yeah, well, I mean, we went to Tokyo for a couple of days, so, and then we came to Kyoto, so that's why I'm kind of trying to save all my big spending <laughs> at the Towards end. Towards the but, end. Yeah, yeah that's but... When, yeah, so um, obviously I'm going to go to probably to Toranana here in, in Kyoto as well to see just what they have, but just based on just a single trip to Shibuya Mandarake, I was kind of surprised that there wasn't more, but maybe they was just spread out so that I didn't see more than just just mm. a couple of sections, but no, I'm hoping... No, no, no. <laughs> yes. Yes, I could you, go to Because in in my experience, for example, one one of the things that I I found interesting with free was that um, I remember I was telling this to Erin um, a few months back um, about you know if if there was a summer that you should go to, especially if you're a free fan, it would have to be this summer because well, not that we were expecting free free season two, but it's just that. Um, the vestiges or the leftovers of season one are expected to come out, you know, in the summer of this year. And you know, we were just fortunate that free also happened. And so when Natsukomi came in, it's like an explosion, literally an explosion of of things free. Um, free was actually larger than um, Yowapeda in terms of um, the number of Dojin artists. Mm. Um, but recently, Yopeda is gaining more events than free. Like um, Yopeda has like events for like characters themselves, um, yeah, and so on. And then but um, free only has like um, their own free event, and then. Rin has its own event, the Makoharu event, and now because of Sosuke's introduction, Sorin has an uh, Sosuke has an event, and mm-hmm. it's it's quite interesting because yeah, um, there's been a growth of free goods, but you're right. The compare compared to the jump goods, you know, and it it's quite pale, or you know, it's not actually that cute or that I mean they don't yeah. even have postcards yeah that's, I mean I bought some like 10 months ago but yeah. they it really pales in comparison and maybe I just shouldn't have those expectations to compare yeah. it to the big jump names because they those yeah. obviously have a bigger demographic but, yeah. but I'm hoping hoping to see when I go back to Tokyo then when I go and kill you know all the uh, all the Toranonas yeah. and Mandragas then I can I can probably find a lot more stuff but yeah yeah and obviously, obviously I, was, I need to add this because while I'm in Kota, I'm obviously going to go and see the Kiana shop and see what they've got there. But um, I'm also going to visit the, um, the Kiana studios and I'll have a picture of Sosuke's shoulder. I'm just going to hold it up and take a picture of Kiana studios because I'm coming back with a vengeance. Sosuke's shoulder needs 
needs retribution. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> In terms of fandom, though, I mean, the the, the fandom is quite it's still quite active. Um, if you're thinking of doing fix and comics, there's still a lot of fan art fan artists out there. Um, just like Yoa Peda, there is also um, they've also built um, a free 69 minutes. So you're welcome to join or see that or see the the free 69 tag, and you can just um, enjoy people's artworks and the fans and what they're doing, etc., etc., and so on. I think. You can also view Nosmo's awesome comic. <laughs> yes, go read everything <laughs> Nosmo's ever done. <laughs> I'm so weeping over it, and I'm like, why is this couple so perfect? Yes. Oh, or no, again, this is the Haru yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> it's so biased. And and fix, yeah, of course, we have Erin's fix. Um, I'll link it here. Oh, God, no. I'll <laughs> um, link here um, Nosmo's and. Nosmos comics and uh, her, her Tumblr and her comic and um, Aaron's Tumblr of course and um, Aaron's fic which you guys <laughs> fix which you guys should read in your yeah. spare time and ball over our friends have cried in the last chapter by the way <laughs> and uh, and so on but yeah I'd like to thank thank you so much it's always fun to talk to you guys about fan stuff and so on yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Erin, Nazmo, yay, yay um, no for for recording and um, yeah, hopefully we get to see you guys again. Maybe we'll do another podcast. Um, I'll, I'll definitely be doing a lot of podcasts with these guys from time to time. Um, I'm quite sure Nazmo and I will start another Yoa Peda one. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe after season two. <laughs> maybe maybe we're gonna do a Mita Suji special after. Give up, hey,